0: You are listening to U of M Radio on your Historic Dial podcast, and this is Episode 2, Native American Heritage with Ada Deer. If you missed our first podcast, it's worth a listen. I explain the project and what this podcast hopes to bring to its listeners. In short, we're exploring radio from the 1940s through the 1980s with newly digitized recordings from the University of Minnesota Archives. So hello, I am the project archivist here, Karen, at University Archives, and as this month is Native American Heritage Month we've selected a few clips to honor that. Today, we'll specifically focus on Ada Deer. Deer was the first member of the Menominee tribe to receive a master's degree in 1961, and for her many achievements as an American Indian and civil rights activist, she was a National Women's History Month honoree in 2000. We have an interview with Deer from 1972. The labeling on the tape tells us the recording is related to an episode of The People Worth Hearing About which, as mentioned in our first podcast, was a program highlighting the great achievements of women and minorities in America. So let's tune in. Here she is describing where she comes from and what growing up was like for her.
1: I was born and uh, grew up on the Menominee Indian Reservation in Wisconsin. We lived for five years during World War II in Milwaukee, but then we returned The Menominee Reservation is the first uh, reservation in our country to be uh, made into a county. And my earliest memories are of uh, beautiful Wolf River and uh, trees and uh, sunshine. Uh, We lived in a one-room log cabin, which was, um, as I look back on it, small and uh, crowded since there are five of us children with our two parents, but I really wasn't conscious of that um, until I became um, mm, maybe an eighth grader or ninth grader, and I think this is probably true of uh, many uh, people that we kind of accept the world as we are born into it, and then as we grow and develop, we develop more sensitivities and uh, understandings and uh, insights. But I would say we weren't any different than most of the people uh, around there. Uh, My father worked in the lumber mill for a long time. He still works there. And then for a while, as I said, we had a farm with um, cows and horses and so on.
0: Deer is passionate about fixing the living conditions and social problems of American Indian life, in great part through efforts and education Including the programs of Pride and Upward Bound, supporting and encouraging Native American youth.
1: I am involved in a number of uh, Indian projects and uh, programs, and I'd like to say that I decided to work in this whole area of um, Indian affairs as a, as a teenager. I decided that I was going to do something about the problems of Indian people, and that one of the uh, Ways to do this was to go to school, to get an education, to be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And it's taken um, a lot of effort and a lot of time to do this, but I have felt it was very uh, worthwhile. Um, I've had a number of jobs all focusing on Indians. My current job is the director of the PRIDE program here at Wisconsin State University, Stevens Point. PRIDE stands for Programs for Recognizing individual determination through education. And at this point our main thrust is with the Indian students. We have an Upward Bound program which is a federally operated program through the Office of Education. This focuses on Indian high school students. We bring them here on our campus for six weeks during the summer. They have courses in various academic subjects, uh, Indian history and culture and um, dance and art and drama and so on. We're trying to improve their attitude toward themselves and to change their attitude toward education to a positive one and um, one of the problem one of the problems in this whole area is that there has to be a lot of uh, input into the Indian community in uh, education and, and jobs and so on so that people can um, take advantage of the increased opportunities I get you know many many job offers you know now that, now that I'm a success uh, people are are re- really seeking um, people like myself out, but what we need to do is develop more programs like Upward Bound uh, and others, so that more people can take advantage of the opportunities. I feel that there are many, many people in these Indian communities that have, and you know, I not only feel it, I know it, that have a lot of ability and potential, but because they have been kicked out of the schools and get caught in this whole cycle of poverty and racism, Uh, they're not able to uh, fulfill their potential and they become part of the problem rather than part of uh, the solution.
0: Her passion seems to stem greatly from her own experiences, struggles and realizations. She mentions the programs and people that encourage her on her own journey and how she hopes to give back to Native American youth.
1: However, uh, to make a long story short, um, when I graduated uh, from high school and went into uh, college at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, I suddenly really became a aware of how um, prejudiced some of the people were back in the home community, and that I had a feeling about myself that I was uh, somewhat uh, inferior and I didn't know if I could really um, compete and, um, you know, succeed, and I was under a lot of uh, stress and strain my first year in college, which I know is true of many people, but I think for number of um, minority students, that they're poorly prepared academically and don't always have the support and the understanding of their families or their communities uh, behind them. I feel that every time I needed somebody to help, they were there. And so as a result of this, I don't um, hate white people and I don't have um, a lot of you know, ill-feeling However, I am, as I said, you know, angry at the conditions and at the problems, and I feel that if I had been hurt instead of helped each of these times, I would probably be a different person, and I can really understand how many people who have had you know, negative experiences all their lives really must feel, because it's, um, it takes a lot of effort to um, overcome the barriers in um, of poverty. I had to work long and uh, hard to get good grades, and oftentimes it was hard to get to school. For example, um, oftentimes we would be snowed in, we'd have to shovel for two or three hours to go to school for two or three hours, and and I did this along with my mother, but other uh, families didn't. They just said, well, I gave up for the day and didn't uh, work at it. Well, I guess I should answer the question a little more specifically. There were teachers that gave me a lot of encouragement, and I think one of the significant factors in my life was that I received my early education in uh, Milwaukee Public Schools, and I had some excellent teachers. Today, but I wasn't aware of it then, uh, they uh, would be termed, you know, schools in the inner city. And these teachers in my early grades really gave me... uh, a feeling of myself as an individual, that they liked me, you know, ate a deer, a human being. They did not emphasize my Indianness and they did not um, have a negative feeling about it either. They thought it was interesting and uh, encouraged my um, academic uh, interests.
0: The tape ends with the interviewer diving into Deer's hopes and goals for the future
1: as President Nixon stated in his message on Indians last uh, July, that American Indians are the most isolated and deprived group in our country. So I would like to see uh, food, clothing, and shelter. I would also like to see um, uh, jobs, uh, education. Uh, I would like to feel that every person in our country can live in dignity and choose his own lifestyle. At this particular point, this is not possible for many people in our country, we have many people that are unemployed and that are, are receiving various types of welfare assistance. And I feel that we're the richest country in the history of the world and that it's inexcusable that we allow this type of suffering uh, to go on and affect uh, lives of people as it does. And Getting back to Indians, I would like to see the Indian people have the opportunity to control their lives. At this particular point, we have a lot of white control. By that, I mean uh, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, um, many of the um, other uh, agencies, um, and we need to have the authority and the power to... Uh, control our own destinies. I feel that one individual can make a difference, that a number of people helped me, and that we, d- we identify a goal and, a b- and an objective that we can have uh, an impact. Uh, for example, my brother, my sister, and myself, we decided that we would really like to do something about the problems of our tribe, the Menomonees. And that's a very long story, which I don't have time to go into, but we were one of the two major tribes terminated from federal supervision 10 years ago. And it has really been a catastrophe. People have lost all the services, health, education, and so on. Uh, They've um, made the land subject to taxation. They're selling the land, and that's a terrible situation. But we decided we would like to see what we could do about it. And we got together, we found a lawyer, We formed a group called DRUMS, Determination of Rights and Unity for Menominee Stockholders, and we have been organizing our people, we have achieved a significant um, level of uh, participation and awareness and interest, and uh, people are beginning to feel that we don't have to cave into the system, that we can uh, change it, that we can uh, correct some of the injustices.
0: Listen in next week with U of M on your Historic Dial as we continue honoring Native American Heritage Month with the episode on the Sioux Treaty from the program of the Tales of Minnesota. Thanks for tuning in. The U of M Radio on your Historic Dial podcast is produced every other week for your enjoyment. Subscribe or download on iTunes so you don't miss another moment of Historic Minnesota Radio. If you enjoy our clips and wanna hear or learn more, go to www.lib.umn.edu uarchives and just search KUOM in the collections guides. Digitization of University Archives recordings was financed in part with funds provided by the state of Minnesota from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund through the Minnesota Historical Society.